The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So I guess a couple months ago, I did a um, solo show talking about my journey um, from the WWE to All Elite and kind of how I ended up signing with All Elite Wrestling. Um, and it's so funny because even though that was probably at the beginning of the year, January, February, still haven't had an official match with AEW yet uh, because we haven't had our show. That show obviously happens on Saturday Double or nothing at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, 12,000 tickets sold in just under half an hour. So it, it seems like we've been waiting forever uh, for this to kick off. But now it's almost here. It's so close and um, so many things going on. Obviously, the fact that we just signed with TNT uh, for the weekly show that starts in the fall. Uh, the buzz definitely has never been greater. Um, Double or Nothing starts at 8 p.m. Eastern with the pre-show is dubbed The Buy-In. That leads us into the main card at 7 p.m. You can check all this out through the Bleacher Report live streaming service for $49.99 as well as through traditional pay-per-view for the same price. I believe Fight TV is involved in there as well. Um, it's exciting to, to actually see this taking off and uh, getting off the ground you know, because once again, we're starting completely from scratch. This is not something where, you know, there was 30 years of history, for example, like there was with WCW that used to be, of course, NWA or the WWE that was the WWF that was the WWWF when Vince McMahon Sr. started the company. I believe Vince McMahon's grandfather, Jess McMahon, had a company going on before that. So we've never seen the actual start of a um, legit big time, big money organization and make no mistake about it. You know, there's lots of jokes about us being a t-shirt company and, you know, all these different things, a soda company. If you go on my Instagram where we have AEW root beer um, and, and, you know, now we're actually getting rolling. And I think it's, it's been a long time coming, but there's a lot of detractors and then sort of the, the haters, haters going to hate, but they're like, you know, AEW sucks. So, you know, they'll never get off the ground and they'll never do this and they'll never do that. And meanwhile, we have a roster of over 50 talents, some of the greatest performers in the world and some of the greatest performers in the world that you may not even heard of before. And that's another thing that I love about this in a world where you have, you know, Brock Lesnar winning a money in the bank, or you have undertaker versus Goldberg much respect to all those guys. But I think the fact that AEW has basically no cast offs or retreads, you know, I think the biggest name as far as being a quote-unquote WWE guy is obviously me. I'm the only guy that actually worked in WWE besides Dustin Rhodes and Cody. But I think one of the reasons why it was such a big deal when I signed was it wasn't, you know, here's Jericho, the 19-year WWE vet. It was Jericho who had reinvented himself into one of the hottest properties uh, in wrestling through my work in New Japan. So whether I would have showed up back in New Japan or whether back in WWE, but to go to AEW, it really had a lot of buzz towards it. So if you're thinking about all those things and now combining that with the fact that we have a legit television deal with legit major, major uh, network, cable network in TNT, uh, TBS, Warner, uh, Time Warner, you know, it just throws everything uh, completely different. It's a completely different world now. Um, and I think, once again, it's very important for this show on Saturday to be 
one of the best shows ever. I mean, I think that's obviously a pretty big statement, but when you're looking at the old adage of you never get a second chance to make a first impression, I mean, my goodness, this is the case because I think there's a lot of people who are getting down on AEW because they've heard so much about it and we haven't even done anything yet. And a lot of that has to do with what's been going on with the WWE lately. And this is not bagging on the WWE because I'm, I'm, you know, I love the WWE, I have a great history there and um, great respect for everybody involved. But you're reading, you know, I'm not talking out of school here, when you're reading the reports online and, and what critics are thinking, what longtime fans are thinking, like uh, complaining about the booking and some of the booking decisions and some things that don't make sense. And there's a whole kind of a real cloud over the WWE's head at this point which in turn is giving AEW so much more coverage and we're not even having to do anything. It's unbelievable when you really think about it. We're just sitting back preparing for our show where it seems like every week WWE something happens that people get angry about. And I'm like, this is just great free publicity about, well, you know what? I'm done with WWE. I can't wait for this AEW to start. So I think it's almost a little bit of a, of a blessing that it has been, you know, when, when, when did I announce? I announced, uh, I think the company was announced in, in December. I announced my signing early January. Uh, you know, we announced double or nothing in February. And here we are now in May, four months later, I'm getting ready to do this show. But with all these other things happening, it's like, I think people are ripe for this. It's like people are ready uh, to see this show. Please, let's see a great show. Now, listen, WWE has some great wrestlers and some great performers. And I, mean, I watched Money in the Bank last night, and Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles was a tremendous match. The Money in the Bank match, Save the Finish, was a tremendous match as, as, as an actual performance. So it's not like the wrestling side is, is taking a hit. It's more of just kind of the, the overall op opinions about kind of what's going on behind the scenes and that sort of thing. So in the meantime and in between time, if I can coin a phrase from the great Ed Whalen, we've kind of just been waiting in the weeds, getting all of this stuff prepared and ready to go. Now, once again, when you're starting from scratch, everybody's starting from scratch, right? Like the, the, the announcers, Alex Marvez, Excalibur, you know, sitting down with Jim Ross and doing kind of uh, announcing classes, uh, doing dry runs. They've never called a match yet, you know, and then you got... You know, the production team, and we have a longtime genius in Keith Mitchell who's been doing this for years, but I'm sure he's got a crew of people that probably a lot of them have never done something like this before, maybe something similar, but a live wrestling show is a whole ball of wax. And same thing with the PR company that we're working with and, you know, booking arenas and, you know, we didn't even have a wrestling ring for a while. So there's so many things going on where you're dealing with also a total front office and I am not part of the office. I'm not one of the um, executive vice presidents or vice presidents or whatever the, the terms are. You know, Cody's in there and, and, and Kenny and Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and of course, Tony Khan kind of heading everything up. But I know they have a lot of conversations and a lot of booking meetings and a lot of plans. I'm not privy to those conversations. You know, I get people calling me every day. Uh, if you probably some of you even listening from uh, announcers to referees to wrestlers to people that want to write the shows. It's like, how can I get involved? How do I get involved? And I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. You know, I, I'm, I have nothing to do with that behind the scenes type hierarchy, but these guys are now dealing with all this stuff. I mean, Cody calls me constantly about let's try this for an entrance and let's do this for, for a, a ring song and let's try this and try that. He's probably getting 1500 calls and texts and emails a day uh, asking about all sorts of different things that he probably never even thought about. And we haven't even started on live TV yet, but that's okay. That's part of the, of the beauty of this. And I, I mentioned it before on the last podcast I did. I think part of the reason why people love AEW so much is because they see themselves as being a part of something new, being a part of something that's growing, being a part of something that you see from its birth, from its inception, watching how it uh, uh, grows and builds. So when it becomes something famous and big and successful, you can say, I was there. I feel the same way about Metallica. I got into Metallica in 1984, 1985. When Ride the Lightning came out, I had to step back one year to get Kill 'Em All. But ever since then, I've been with Metallica from the start. So when Metallica made it huge, I felt like, hey, I have some stake in that. I helped promote Metallica. I helped push Metallica. I helped uh, spread the word like some kind of a pioneer, you know, a missionary going into these uncharted areas to, to explain the brilliance and beauty of Metallica. So I think we have the same uh, chance to do that with AEW. 
And with Chris Jericho, I can be the bridge to bring a lot of eyeballs onto the product that haven't seen it before. But now it's not just on me. Now there's people going, they're on TNT. And what I didn't realize, what I did not know is that I forgot that TNT used to be the home of WCW Nitro. I mean, how huge is that? And here I am 20 years later, and it is exactly 20 years since I had my last match on Nitro, which I believe was against Booker T. Someone posted the day, maybe April 5th, 1999 or something along, along that timeline. But here I am 20 years later, about ready to return to the TNT network. Who would have ever thunk that? Who would have ever thunk that a year ago when I said I wouldn't work anywhere in the United States except for WWE out of respect to the company? Well, things have, have sure changed. And now I'm all aboard. I'm all in, no pun intended. You know, uh, and like I said, double or nothing really is double. Double or nothing is everything because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And that's why when we started talking about the main event and what match would I have, I had one, only one choice, Kenny Omega. And there were some people that are saying, well, should you do that? Maybe you guys should wait and build it. Such a big match. I'm like, you can't be pompous and arrogant enough to assume that there's going to be another match, that there's going to be another show. We have to throw the very best show at the people that we can because we've got a lot of people that are going to be watching. A lot of people looking for an, for an alternative to the WWE. And that's what we're saying. We're not competition. We're all alternative. We give you an option. And that's okay to have some options. So I think that's kind of why this weekend is so important for so many different reasons. Um, mostly the, 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 the product, the buzz, you know, the look of it. I mean, the... Uh, the idea that Cody came up with for my entrance is amazing. I, you know, I've never had a, um, shall we say, event entrance. <clears throat> and what I'm saying by that, like at WrestleMania, I was usually always the heel. So, uh, you know, I remember Edge when I wrestled, wrestled Edge at WrestleMania. He had like a big spaceship that came down. Or Shawn Michaels had a big gun and shooting, you know, confetti into the crowd. Or he had zip lines. And John Cena would have, you know, uh, tanks. And or Rusev had a tank. And Cena had like a long line of a thousand John Cenas. And I just never had anything like that before. Either I was a heel or just maybe not the focal point or whatever. I mean, I always had great entrances with great lights and all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying they half-assed. And obviously, my pyro was always double everybody else's but as far as actually having something that you've never seen before we now have that for this entrance uh, for for saturday and i think it's i think you guys are gonna dig it i think it's, it's a very very cool idea that cody had so you know i'm excited now because i'm getting a chance to do some of these things that i've never done before and to be the main event for such an important monumental show it is a lot of of pressure in a good way it's why I still do this because I know there's a challenge for me. You know, if you're in the main event of WrestleMania, it's still, I mean, I was there too. Being in the main event of WrestleMania is one of the hugest honors and lots of pressure, but it's also WrestleMania. There'll be a WrestleMania the next year and there'll be a WrestleMania the year after that and the year after that. I mean, obviously, like you said, now that we have this weekly television deal, we're not going anywhere, but still, I mean, if this show gets off to a great start with a great main event, then you know it bodes well for the future uh, for, for everybody involved in AEW. So I think that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, people are stoked about this. I mean, to sell 12,000 tickets in four minutes, I mean, that's no mean feat. You know, people are traveling in. There's people that are trying to get tickets, trying to still, you know, weasel their way in there in the back door or something like that, put on a fake mustache and say they're part of the ring crew, whatever it may be. But to me, like I said, the buildup for this has been... It's been, once again, such an interesting thing when you think about it, that the buildup for this whole show, much like the buildup for the whole company, has been specifically online. Online, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. That's it. There's no TV ads or magazine ads or anything like that. I mean, I put up four videos over the past few weeks and they've done a million uh, uh, downloads, views combined just on Instagram alone. That's how we're keeping it rolling. You know, I did a promo uh, a few months ago that people were saying, one of the best promos Jericho's ever done. And then I compounded that with doing something with, with Cody at the office in Atlanta. I did another promo. All these are on Instagram if you want to go watch them where Cody said he was going to find me because uh, I called him and badmouthed him after he, he said some remarks about me and I threw money at him. And then I went to the office and I, I beat up his little apple-eating little boy there, whatever his name is, apple boy. And then I posted another one when I was training, uh, doing my MMA training that I've been doing for the last three or four months when they went to the upfronts. 
And then I posted another one today, of course, or a few days ago, talking about my actual finish, the Judas effect, which we'll talk about. But now people are saying, okay, Jericho and Cody now have something going on, and Jericho and Kenny now have something going on, and this is only through one, two-minute pieces on YouTube. Think about that. Think how we're taking advantage of the modern era to get people interested in, in these matches and these feuds and these angles, and you're like, well, it's not even on TV. It doesn't have to be. You know, we've told the story that Cody said something about me. I berated him with a phone call. He didn't appreciate it. He wanted to find me as his boss. So then I did a, a dick move and said, how much is the fine? Threw money at him, went to his office as he tried to calmly reason with me, freak out, beat up his assistant, and then go and learn a new finish that now everybody knows about this finish by proxy of the fact that I just went and, uh, and did this video for it. And how the finish came about, it's called the Judas Effect. It's a spinning back elbow. Is I've been doing a lot of hardcore, heavy MMA training. Uh, here in Tampa, Dave Batista has built his own gym. It's not a public gym, but he lets his friends use it. His trainer is Josh Rafferty. Josh trained Dave for WrestleMania. Josh trained Jake Hagar for his Bellator career. His last two Bellator fights, he's 2-0. and And he's training me for double or nothing. And I have gotten so much out of these training sessions. It's the best training I've ever done in my life. And it's not like I'm sitting there doing Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. It's a lot of kicking and punching and bags and uh, rope swings and bike riding and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's just nonstop circuit training. Go, 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 go. And so we were doing, you know, right punch, left punch, jab, 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 right kick, left kick, knee, 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 uh, spinning elbow or something like that. He just called it one time. I'm like, what's that? He goes, well, just, you know, it's like a spinning elbow sort of thing. So I did this and I thought, you know what? That's really cool. You know, I, I think I could use it as a finish because the, the secret to a great finish in wrestling is to be able to come up with a finish that you can do to anybody. You can give it to anybody. And obviously, the easier the bump it is, the better it is. And that's why I like the Stone Cold Stunner or, you know, I, that's why I came up with the Code Breaker because to do the Walls of Jericho to Big Show is not the most easy thing you can do. That's why I always feel for guys like, you know, Kenny Omega, One Wig Angel, or CM Punk with the with the go to sleep, or, you know, AJ Styles with the uh, uh, Styles Clash. It's, you know, it's hard to give. If you can't give your finish to the big show and Rey Mysterio and everyone in between, don't do it. You know, Nikki Bella recently had to retire. One of the reasons because of her neck is the rack attack. You're picking somebody up on your shoulders. You're falling to your knees. That's not only jarring your knees, your shoulders, your neck, everything else. Maybe not the best idea for a finish. So the spinning elbow to the face was a great idea because I can do it to anybody. People know it's legit. Everyone knows what it's like to get poked in the face or punched in the face or popped in the nose. And it's something you could do this move anytime, anyplace, anywhere to anybody. And it's legit and it looks tough and it looks like it's going to hurt you. And that's the perfect thing for a finish. So I practiced it a few more times with Josh. Then uh, I went to Southern Championship Wrestling in uh, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, where Kenny and I did a little bit of an angle. I'll tell you about that as well. And Nathan Mowry, who did the Judas video for Fozzie and Burn Me Out and, and Pain, Painless, he's involved with this company he lives in atlanta works at the ddp yoga center um so he's ddp's uh, director video guy so i said to him are you free on monday he said yes i flew him down we went to josh's gym we worked out did uh, the move a bunch of times the spinning elbow so we're going to call it the judas effect i had josh comment about how effective it could be how dangerous it could be i said to nathan i did i need about a minute to put together this trailer coming soon the Judas effect and treat it like, you know, a little vignette, like a little movie. And that way, once again, not having TV and not having any matches to really try this move. Now people are anticipating the Judas effect because we put out this, this, this trailer, like I said, on Instagram and YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now people have kind of a, a sense for what it is, which is a very cool thing. And I think once again, taking advantage of, of the way that we're doing things here and taking advantage of the fact that we can use this social media to build our stories. And I think once again, you know, I mentioned Southern Championship Wrestling. I think we had a great time at Southern Championship Wrestling. And the idea for that was, is there's so many little pop-up things that, that uh, not so many, Cody and, 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 and the Bucks had done, done pop-ups where they were showing up, um, 
you know, at different uh, smaller shows, indie shows, and just being there creates buzz. And maybe they're doing a little bit of an angle for whatever kind of, of match that they're working with. And it keeps people going and keeps people interested and keeps people into it. And I know when um, I was thinking about doing something with Kenny, I want to do something about three weeks before to really create that last little bit of buzz. Uh, Gary Lamb, he runs the Action Center in Canton, Georgia, which is also the home of Fozzie. As we rehearsed there, that's where uh, the Painless video was filmed behind the church, the Action Center. Uh, the Burn Me Out video was filmed inside of it. Uh, somebody rented out his 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 church, his room for a wrestling show. He said, "I can do a better job," and he started Southern Champion. Uh, so, sorry, Southern Southern Honor Wrestling, SHW Southern Honor Wrestling. And he's drawing good crowds, 400 people, 500 people, 600 people. And I said, that's where we should do it. So we got Cody involved. Cody was advertised to, you know, help announce that Sunny Days, uh, one of the guys who works there uh, and works behind the scenes as well, is getting entered into the uh, Battle Royal, the uh, uh, Casino Battle Royale. And I thought, this is great. Cody comes down. He's the local hero, gives the local hero a handshake. Welcome to... Good luck in the Battle Royal. Congratulations. Then we have a big match. There's a three-way match. At the end, the bad guy beats the good guy. The bad guy is going to take advantage of the good guy. And then Sunny Days comes down, saves the day. Lights go out. Jericho's there, beats the crap out of Sunny Days. Lights go out. Kenny's there. Kenny and Jericho have a big brawl. The dressing room uh, files out, and there's a big pull apart. And I'll get you, sucker. I'll get you, Kenny. And that's kind of how it went. So it was, it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, dealing with all that because it's something that we'd never, uh, you know, I hadn't done a match like that in years. You know what I mean? To to be a part of of kind of the indie scene, um, you know, kind of be in a little dressing room. And well, I was kind of in a private dressing room because it was a secret. I didn't want anybody to know that I was there. But it was really really cool to uh, you know see all these young kids coming up and 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 you know working their butts off in front of well, it was actually a thousand people. They had a thousand people there. So yeah, we really enjoyed that, and it was it was something that went viral very quickly. And um, you know, getting a chance to work with some of this younger talent, like I said, to see see everybody working so hard and trying so hard. Um, so it was it was a really like I said, it was it was a lot of fun, and I think it really it was one of those things where everybody benefited from it. Kenny and I's story uh, continued forward, and um, you know, the, then the guys in the match. We're excited as well because they got to be a part of it and they got to build their names. And then of course we're building our, our storylines and just all across the board. It was just a big, it was a big, uh, big success and, and good to work with everybody. And um, you know, like I said, sunny days was there and uh, Heidi Katrina was there. She did a great job. And uh, Shane, um, so Shannon Moore hadn't seen Shannon in years and Lindsay snow and AC Mack and um, Alan angels, uh, all of them just had a tremendous showing and uh, it was a lot of fun to be a part of that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, we're continuing on here talking all about Double or Nothing and why it is everything. I think, like I said, um, all of these elements of, of doing these smaller shows and focusing so much on on uh, social media and YouTube to really build this. And now it's time to you know kind of put the proverbial money where the mouth is and, and get ready for the show. Now, of course, there's the whole star cast thing is, is built around it. It's not an AEW event, even though I think Vince thinks that it is. He's already pulled Kurt Angle. He's pulled The Undertaker. Uh, I just heard today uh, Ric Flair can't be there for, for medical reasons, but there is a big kind of a brouhaha around it. To me, that I, I, my biggest and only uh, concern and focus is, of course, on Double or Nothing. So um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of heads are going to be turned. So I'm excited, once again, as, as we probably might want to run down the card for a bit here, kind of talk about that, because it's going to be a great card. And obviously, main event, Jericho versus Omega, Alpha versus Omega 2. Um, the moment I work with Kenny at the Tokyo Dome, 
uh, in January of 2018. Um, very cool because it's, it's very rare that you face somebody for the very first time and have a classic match. The only other person I can think of, well, uh, I didn't have a great match with The Rock first time. I didn't have a great match, I don't believe, with Edge. But uh, Shawn Michaels, I had a great first match. WrestleMania 19 was the first time we were ever in the ring together. People said it was uh, the best match on the show and a classic Mania match. The first time was the first time we had ever locked up uh, versus Undertaker at SmackDown the day after my birthday, I think in 2010 or nine. I was super hungover. We had a great match. I only worked Undertaker a very few times. I only handful of times. And that was that was the first time, and it was a classic. And the other one that stands out for me, of course, is versus Kenny Omega. So as soon as we had that match, it went so well. Uh, the first five-star rating I've ever gotten for whatever that that's worth and whatever that means. Uh, you know, a, a candidate for a match of the year and a year that had 100 matches that are just off the charts. But you know when you, you have a guy like that, um, you, you can't wait to work with him again. And obviously, we did a little thing on the cruise this year, the six-man uh, Bullet Club versus Alpha Club. But this is kind of the first real official rematch. Uh, and it's it's the perfect way to kick off you know, double or nothing. Um, and it's the perfect way to kind of, uh, like I said, for our first event, we wanted to go out there with our biggest match possible. I think a lot of people will be very excited about this. I know it is because once again, the last match we had was such a classic. So there's a lot to live up to, but here we are again, two kids from Winnipeg getting ready to, to work at the sold out, you know, MGM grand, um, for our very first main event in AEW history. So it's a big honor, very excited. Um, so once again, looking forward to kind of, Locking horns with Kenny. He's a very unique guy, the way he thinks, the way he puts together matches. And um, I think we're going to have a blast. I'm really getting excited about it. And once again, you know, I've been doing all this MMA training. I lost some weight. I cut up. Uh, my cardio is so much better. But it's a different ball of wax when you're in the wrestling ring, man. We did four Fozzie shows this week. That's a different ball of wax. I was thinking, well, I'll be fine. I'll, I've been doing all this training. I'll be fine on stage. It's not because on stage you're running, jumping, and singing. You're, you're exuding a lot of air uh, just to be on stage and, and doing what you got to do for, for, for that. So I just can imagine what's going to happen in, w during the match, you know? And the funny thing is last year I worked in new Japan. I think I had four or five matches last year total. So I'm getting, you know, three or four months off in between matches. Now, you know, I'm working with guys that are we're working 10, 15 times a month, but now we're all on the, on the same boat. None of us have worked since january or so i don't think kenny's had a match since january i know i haven't cody and then the young bucks and those type of guys they might have had some high spots and stuff or they might have had a few matches but definitely the schedule is not what it was back in the past so um i think we're all kind of be hoping to be in the best shape of our lives knowing that when you get in that ring it's completely different um as far as cardio goes so once again excited for it i'm really looking uh looking to have a, a great showing here uh, with a guy that I just really enjoyed working with. Uh, and the biggest shame between me and Kenny is the fact that we've only wrestled once, but that's going to be remedied at Double or Nothing this Saturday. Uh, other main event is uh, a, uh, the AAA World Tag Team Championship with the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Now, I think this is this is another show stealer. I mean, just from the uh, pure athleticism. I think people forget just how great the young bucks are because we haven't seen them for a bit and you know the super kick parties and the being the elites and all that sort of thing which is um i'm gonna take a little sip of some water here this isn't a um WWE preview so there's no drinking any vodka during this show but um i think matt and nick because they have such a great sense of humor um they've really portrayed themselves as not giving a shit in a lot of ways that you forget how good they are and that's one of the things i really enjoyed uh being on the cruise last year Alpha Club versus Bullet Club was just how great the Young Bucks are. I remember being in the ring with them. They did a couple of things like, these guys are really good. Like you hear about it, right? I mean, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Japan to work with Okada. I keep hearing how good he is. I want to experience it for myself. So I have my own opinion. And that's what I wanted to do last year with, 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 uh, with the Bucks. And to be in the ring as a partner with them was tremendous. And obviously one of, one of the things I'm really looking forward to here in AEW at some point is working against them uh, in a tag team, you know, maybe me and Kenny versus Young Bucks. I think that'd be amazing. Uh, and I would like to work with them as singles wrestlers too, with Nick and with Matt separately. But um, I, I think they're really kind of matched. And once again, the Lucha brothers are actual brothers. The Young Bucks are actual brothers. 
Pentagon and Phoenix are two of the, the best high flyers in the world, two of the biggest names on the scene. Two, both of them I want to work with as well. I think Jericho versus Pentagon, and that's a main event anywhere. Um, but I'm really excited because they're both such trailblazers and pioneers in different ways. And they're both brothers. They've got that brother connection. And, you know, I'm sure they've worked before. I think they worked to have this championship match, but this is a whole different ball of wax. In front of this crowd, the double or nothing crowd, the AEW crowd, I think it's going to be one of the hottest shows that maybe I've ever been a part of. Like, I don't think you're going to have to do too much to just tear the house down. Obviously, these guys are going to do everything plus the kitchen sink, whatever kitchen sink is in, uh, in uh, Espanol. Uh, but I think that you're going to see everything but the kitchen sink, um, and rightfully so. You know, I think that the fact that uh, it's going to be a challenge uh, and and uh, a challenge accepted from both of them, and that when you have two uh, huge, huge entities, two huge names, two huge teams, I think you're going to find out that they both are going to feel they have something to prove to themselves, to the fans. Uh, the kitchen sink in Spanish is... Fregadero de la Cocina. Or is it Fregadero de la Cocina? I'm not sure. I know Cocina's kitchen. So there you go. So sink is Fregadero. I never knew that. I've been living in Mexico, went to Mexico many, many times. Did not know that a Fregadero was the uh, was the uh, kitchen sink. So anyways, I think, well, once again, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, bravado and we have to prove something to each other and prove something to the to the fans and prove something to the world and that's why I think that uh, besides Alpha versus Omega, which of course I'm going to say is going to be the best match in the show, I think Lucha Brothers versus uh, versus Young Bucks is going to be just one of the best high flying matches you might have seen ever. So um, once again, what a great one two punch for a main event for Double or Nothing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, so we're going back to the card here. Uh, once you talk about the great main event for Double or Nothing, uh, and both main events, I can say maybe double main event, however you want to slice it, however you want to put it. Um, I think another one that's really intriguing for me, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. I think that's just a great idea on Cody's end because, listen, we know that they uh, were going to have, uh, you know, uh, this match. They'd done it in, in, in WWE, but it wasn't really up to snuff, I don't think, as far as the way that it could have been, as far as the restrictions that are on you. Uh, and that's another thing, like I said, with AEW, we don't have as many restrictions as WWE would have. And what I mean by that is you got to run run your ideas through a lot of different uh, wheelhouses in WWE. It's just how they operate. And when you work there, you know it. For us, I think we're all on the same page. You know, if you want to do something and you think it's a good idea and the other guy agrees, that's it. You don't have to have it approved and dissected and rewritten and written at all. You just go out there and do it. And I think Cody versus Dustin um, is exciting. I think the announcement was amazing. And talk about using social media. If you haven't seen the promos that Dusty and Cody cut uh, on uh, uh, the road to double or nothing, the YouTube series, you need to go and watch them. I think for both of them, and Dustin is a great promo guy uh, and Cody's coming into it as well. Both of them, best promos they might have ever cut. Um, that's the thing I want to talk about too, is being the elite, uh, kind of a companion show was the road to double or nothing. And Cody was very smart in starting that and building th that show to where people are watching it to see once again, what are they going to be dealing with? What are they going to be talking about next? How are they building the matches up? And it's a real kind of cornucopia, a plethora, a smorgasbord, if you will, of uh, all the characters in AEW, getting a chance to kind of explain who they are. If you don't know them, you'll find out something about them. If you do know them like me, you'll find out more about the storyline that we're telling. So if you haven't seen Road to Double or Nothing and you're looking for some more info and input into what you're going to be seeing this weekend, go back and check them out. And the cool thing was, I think the Cody Jericho confrontation is getting close to a million uh, hits. So once again, that tells me, all right, Jericho versus Kenny. We know we got that. 
Looks like we could have a Jericho versus Cody at some point as well. And we haven't even gotten started yet. So uh, Cody versus Dustin, I'm very much excited to see that match. And I'm really happy for Dustin Rhodes because I feel uh, he's had uh, ups and downs over the years. But at the crux of it, he's a great performer, a great character performer, which, you know, you don't see a lot of uh, a lot of that sort of stuff. But I'm really excited to, to see him, um, you know, really be able to, 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 to build this story and build this new character that he has talk about reinventing um i'm really digging that so good good stuff there uh, also let's go to this socal uncensored scu versus sima t hawk and l lindeman uh aw's got another great partner in addition to triple a that's one of the reasons why i love the the lucha brothers match is that we we've kind of become uh, a team you know what i mean i, I guess uh, um or like I said, we're working together with AAA and another great company is Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Now, if you haven't seen these guys, I mean, oh my gosh, you have to go check it out. Um, they are, I don't know how you would describe it. I mean, it's almost like a Cirque du Soleil type of a vibe uh, in the wrestling ring. Lots of very intricate, creative high spots, but it's very smooth and it's very like, you're going to go, oh my gosh, what the hell is that? So I think it's very smart to... Uh, showcase these guys, um, showcasing them against some American guys to kind of help ingratiate them into the American style. Of course, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and Scorpio Sky are a great team. They're going to be on Talk is Jericho very, very soon. Um, and I think uh, they actually requested to work with Sima, who I remember seeing him in uh, in about 1998 in WCW. He was with um, Tokyo Magnum and Sima and, and Dick Fuji and all these guys. So Sima's went, uh, he's a Japanese cat, but he moved to uh, China and started this new wrestling company uh, with all of this very intricate, almost like I said like Chinese circus, Jackie Chan type of performer. So I think they're gonna blow people's minds away as well. And that's something else, you're not gonna see this anywhere else only at AEW, and that's an, that was a, another great, great call by the AEW office, by the guys in charge who said, let's do something different and bring in some of these guys that can do things that no one's ever seen before. Uh, it doesn't always have to be six foot two, 250-pound guys. I mean, if, I don't know how big these guys are. They might be that big. I don't know, and I don't care. I'm just excited to see them uh, and see exactly what they can do to blow us away. And that's another reason, too, why I like the Cody-Dustin match because there's going to be a lot of high flying going on pretty much up and down the card. And I think when you have Cody and Dustin, actually, you know, Kenny and Jericho too, I don't expect us to be flip-flopping and flying around the ring too much either. Obviously, it's part of our offense and part of our style, but I think this is much more of a, of a ground and pound type of a contest, whereas you'll get the OWE guys that can come out there and just flip-flop and fly, but you have to have a little bit of, uh, of parody and a little bit of diversity. So, and I think the best friends bring that, which of course, Chucky e. T and uh, Trent Beretta, uh, they were originally slated to be in the Casino Battle Royal, which we'll talk about, but those plans changed because they didn't want to be a part of the Battle Royal. They want to have their own match. And we got uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, from, I believe he's from Calgary, kind of a Hart Brothers uh, offshoot, Hart Brothers graduate. So once again, I think you have another uh, very high-flying team in Angelico and, and, and uh, Jack Evans against kind of more ground and pounders, uh, Chucky e. T and, and uh and Trent Beretta. So I think uh, once again, you're going to see a lot of emphasis on tag team wrestling because two of the you know top level guys and executives are the Young Bucks. And I think there's not a lot going on with tag team wrestling in WWE as far as actual teams. I think Vince's attitude, you can always just take a guy and put them together. It's Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. There's a team. Uh, we like the idea of having actual set teams here in AEW, obviously with the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, the best friends. And I don't know, maybe Angelico and Jack Evans will be a, 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 a set team. And they're going to have to think of a name. Maybe uh, El, El, Angelico, 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 Angelico. And Jackico, and Jackico, I don't know, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, and Jackico is what we're going to call them. All right, then we move on to the ladies. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker versus Kyla Ray versus Nyla Rose. Uh, Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. Once again, in our infancy, we have made it a point to let people know that women's wrestling will not be ignored here. And that's what Brandy Rhodes has such a big uh, part of that. You know, she's really been. Um, been adamant about putting together a great women's division. I know Kenny, Kenny Omega is quite involved in that as well, too, as far as the vision that he has for uh, for this division. So I think um, I think Dr. Baker was one of the first signings. And um, now with, with, with Kylie Ray and Nyla Rose, earned the opportunity 
uh, to show the world what you can expect from the AEW's women division. And the thing about Dr. Britt Baker, this is not like, you know, Dr. Jerry Graham or something. Like she actually is a shoot doctor. She's a dentist. So that's good too. I mean, that's, she's not an evil dentist. She's actually just a dentist. So that's kind of a cool storyline there as well. And the fact that we're kind of emphasizing that and, and putting some exclamation points on her, uh, on her dentistry is, uh, is very, very cool. Maybe we can get some free cleanings backstage because I'm sure that's all she's going to want to do is clean everybody's teeth backstage before the show. What a dumb idiot that uh, idea that was, Chris. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Britt Baker. So I'm looking forward to this. And also, that's kind of a, a sister match with uh, with the six-man, six-women match that we have as well. Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami. So, I mean, those are Joshi girls. I think they're called, uh, the company that they work for is Joshi and Kenny's super excited about the Joshi girls. So um, once again, when's the last time you saw, you know, a six-woman Japanese tag team match? And, you know, Kenny wouldn't be signing these people if they weren't absolutely amazing. So I think, once again, you're going to see some really, really cool stuff there. And, of course, of course, Aja Kong has had a huge, huge uh, name value for years uh, worldwide. And I was actually quite pleasantly surprised to see that she was coming in. Um, I haven't seen Aja in a while. Not that we're best friends. She might not even know who the hell I am, but I do know who she is. And I know she, uh, she's definitely a pioneer in women's wrestling, um, which is also very cool to have her uh, on board as well. So, The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, so we're getting back to the uh, back to business here. As we run down the card for the biggest show in, uh, in AEW history, something else I really like here, too, is this, this roster that we've put together. I'm really excited to see everybody in the same room at the same time. Cause I've been reading, you know, this guy got signed and that girl got signed and this team got signed and they got signed, but to have everybody in there together, is going to be a very cool, uh, surreal moment. And I think it's one of those things where, uh, people are going to be really, really impressed by this, uh, amazing roster that's almost like a great football team or a great hockey team which doesn't surprise me obviously tony khan uh one of the owners of the jacksonville jaguars one of the owners of uh of the fulham football club in uh, in, in, in london in the uk he understands about putting together a team and a great team has one or two awesome veterans that can help lead and can still play and can still get the job done uh, a lot of great rookies that are learning that have huge potential and then a lot of guys in their prime, you know, kind of those guys in their in their 30s, mid 30s that, that have been doing it for a while and are really ready to win some championships. And obviously we have that. I mean, veteran wise, myself, Dustin Rhodes, I'll throw Jim Ross in there, too, because, you know, his commentating, his vision, his experience is second to none. Then you've got Kenny and Cody and you got the Bucks and you got that level of guys who are the, the superstars. Already. And once again, like I said, superstars that you've never even heard of for a lot of people. So the, the overnight sensations that have been doing this for 15 years. But then you got your hangman page, and you got Sammy Guevara and you got, you know, we talked about Angelico and Jack Evans and you got the Lucha Brothers and um, Jungle Boy. And uh, the, the list continues on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And I'm excited about all of that because it's just uh, going to show that the, we're just going to be building all of these names. And building all these 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 characters and these performers, uh, doing it the right way, not by fear and by uh, by backstabbing or constantly second guessing yourself. We'll be doing it the proper way. Which you know, if your punches are the shits, we'll tell you that. Uh, it's not going to be one of those things where everybody knows that your punches are the shits, except for you, and people laugh behind your back or whatever it might be. Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not doing that. We're going to be open, full disclosure. Uh, we want to have the best team, the best uh, show, the best crew possible. Um, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Adam Page and Pac. I wanted to see that match. Apparently things didn't work out with Pac and kind of disappointing. Um, but, you know, different people have different ways that they want to run their careers. And uh, I guess happiness is, is different to, for everybody. And, and so I'm not sure who Adam Page will be working, but I'll tell you one thing. 
I know who's going to be working with them at some point, and that's me. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to to, to lock horns with uh, with the Hangman, and I'm sure he'll have a, a, another match very important on this show one way or another. Um, one of the signings that, that that I actually brought to the tables, Sammy Guevara. I saw him on an NWA pay per view that I watched. Um, uh, Billy Corgan's fine organization. I said, we should sign that guy. He's really good, good-looking guy, very uh, athletic and exciting. So Sammy Guevara is going to be up against uh, Kip Sabian uh, in the in the buy-in, in the opening part of the show. Uh, and Sabian was originally scheduled as an entrant in the Casino Battle Royal as well, but now he'll be squaring off with Sammy uh, to help get people interested in the show and lead them to the main show. It's going to be very exciting. I'm sure it's going to be a high-flying match and... Uh, once again, we are now advertising open for business. Everything we do has to draw eyeballs onto our product because people are saying, when, you, when we go on national TV, how many people are we going to be drawing? Are we going to have, you know, 100,000 people, 500,000, a million, two million? How many people out there want to see a, a wrestling show from another, from a new company? And we're banking on hopefully millions. And I think one of the ways to get that attention, A, is to get a great TV deal, which we have done. B, get a lot of people involved that are going to be just uh, burning it up and tearing it up. And I think when you're flipping through the channels and you see, uh, you know, the buy-in is on, you see Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian, there are going to be people going, I want to see this show, you know, and then people that want to see the show that are going to go find the buy-in just to see that part of the show as well. So, uh, you know, I think another thing when I mentioned being on TNT, which is so huge for TV in the States, I think the fact that we're on ITV in England is it may be even, even bigger. That's like the equivalent of being on NBC in the States. I know WWE is not on ITV. I know they've been trying for it for years. And obviously with the buzz that AEW has, that, that connection with the Khan family uh, and Fulham Football Club has led us right to uh, uh, ITV, which has been a huge supporter of ours. Um, I know there's going to be a, a show on night TV kind of building up uh, double or nothing. I know I filmed a bunch of stuff for that. So, I mean, coming out of the gates with, with ITV and TNT behind us, um, I mean, that kind of bodes very, very well for, for the future of our company and for getting people's eyes uh, and ears and uh, attention as to what we're going to be doing through this company. So another great attraction for double or nothing is the casino battle Royale, which I love. You ever seen the casino Royale? It's a great, uh, well, I don't know if it's a great James Bond movie, but it's the one James Bond movie starring George Lazenby as James Bond. So this is the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, and this is also going to be in the buy-in, I believe. And I think originally we were going to do the over-the-budget over the budget Battle Royale, but uh, now we've got different uh, rules to this. In the Casino Battle Royale, five competitors begin the match with five more being added to the mix in three-minute intervals. And then the 21st entrant is Lucky 21, and he enters last. So it's kind of cool, a little bit of an update there. And you're talking about a guy who created the Money in the Bank match and a guy who created um, uh, the Ambrose Asylum and uh, the Festival of Friendship. So anytime you can get something new, uh, that's uh, that's exciting. And I think uh, there's already some confirmed entrants. I know MJF is in there. Got to watch him. He's kind of stealing my scarf gimmick, but not wearing too many scarves nowadays. And his are more kind of like those lame Dillard's scarves. They're not rock and roll scarves. So MJF's going to be in there. Sonny Kiss, big fan of him. Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier. Jeez Louise. Hadn't seen Glacier since 1998. We called him Fat Fingers of the Magician because he used to do magic tricks. That was a raven name for him. Fat Fingers of the Magician. <laughs> Another uh, one of my uh, suggestions is Brian Pillman Jr. I'm a big uh, big fan of him. Sunny Days, the aforementioned Sunny Days from Southern Honor Wrestling. Great for him. Joy Janelle is going to be there. Big fan of Joey. And Dustin Thomas. If you haven't seen Dustin Thomas... Check this out. He doesn't have any legs. And that is a, a true, true story. I mean, what a, what a talk about an inspirational uh, figure with that. So um, really cool to have him involved. And, and he's got like to have a, a match against. And how would you do that? Well, I guess we're going to find out and be watching him. So a lot more people will be involved. Like we mentioned, we've got pretty much, I think, 58 people on the roster or something along those lines. So it's a hell of a roster. Very, very excited about all of this stuff. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, as we're winding down here, um, just kind of getting to the to kind of the, the nittiest of the greatest of AEW. I think uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to understand just how special of a time this is, and just how how um, how big this has opportunity to become. Not only with the, the great TV deals that I discussed, not only with the great roster that I discussed. I mean, the fact that we're doing the Jericho Cruise together. They were the first call I made was to AEW, and like I said, by proxy, the fact that. Uh, we don't know when our TV is going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, but if you look between January 20th and January 24th next year, when the Jericho cruise second wave uh, sets sail, one of those days might be a Tuesday or Wednesday. And if we have a live TV show that needs to be taped, huh? I wonder where it might be taped. I'm not sure exactly yet, but something that we're maybe thinking about um, even more. So this is doing something once again, not to compete with the WWE or beat the WWE. This is an alternative. We're giving people an option and there's nothing wrong with having options. We're giving people a chance to, to experience something a little different. This is the type of wrestling that I used to enjoy uh, doing when I first started. Not that I didn't enjoy WWE. I love WWE. But once again, when you're outside of the system, it's really fun to not have to second guess yourself or have to get permission to do this or get approval to do that. Just do it. Because when you know it's good, when you have experience, I'm almost 30 years experience, believe it or not. October 2nd of uh, this year, but my 29th year in, in the wrestling business. When you have that much experience, I know if it's good or if it's bad. Now, sometimes I might need to ask some people's opinions. Sometimes I might need to ask some other people to, to add to these ideas but most of the time you pretty much know if it's right or wrong and i think all of us feel the same way and everybody's on the same page i mean it's a very almost a family atmosphere right now and you can see that if you look at the upfronts tony khan was there with adam page and the bucks and and uh, matt's wife dana who's very involved in the merchandising side of things and of course cody's wife brandy very involved in the company uh, Britt baker was there kenny was there cody was there and they're all kind of hanging out together taking pictures with uh, Henry Potter and uh, pictures with, with uh, uh, Shaq. And, you know, you can tell they're just excited to be at the upfronts. I've been at 20 upfronts. I'm bored of the upfronts. They weren't bored at all. They were super excited to be there as they should have been because this is a big deal. And let me just say one more thing about Tony Khan. You've heard him here on Talk is Jericho. We discussed him before. Guy's got so much passion, very knowledgeable about the business and not a pushover. You know, it's one of those things. It's not like the the uh, old school money mark. Uh, you're not going to get that with Tony. He's got ideas and thoughts. He knows what he wants to do, but he's also wide open to to letting his his generals lead the charge. So that's another thing I really uh, appreciate about working for this company and being a part of this company, being a big part of the company right from the start. Like you know, 20 years from now, when AEW is going, I won't be in the ring heaven forbid, but I'll still be involved with this company if things continue to go the way they are because I'm really enjoying it. And it, like I said before, you know, before I went back to WWE in 2016, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go back, just do house shows from now on or go back for a short run or maybe it's time to start thinking about retiring. Then I did the thing with Kevin Owens. We had such a great time. My matches were getting better. I was learning from the younger guys, uh, figuring out how to, how to reinvent and evolve. Then going to Japan, that all happened again. Hooking up with Kenny and the Bucks and Cody. Then hooking up with Cody, uh, with Tony Khan, not to be confused with Cody Khan. Um, and then, you know, doing this cruise and having everybody involved. Like wrestling for me now has returned back to what it should be, which is just a great time, having fun, being a part of something, being creative, uh, knowing that you're 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 part of a of a revolution. Like when I said I want to change the universe, people are like, "Oh, see what he did there, WWE Universe." He's taking the piss. It's like, no, let's change the universe. Let's say, let's change the wrestling landscape. It, can that even be done? Well, it takes somebody with a different mindset and a different attitude. You know, if you go to the status quo and just go with the flow, hey, man, this is what you get. Wrestling is wrestling. It ain't rocket science. It is what it is. We disagree. We think there's other ways to do this great sport. We think there's other ways to revamp this whole this whole scene and make, make people excited about wrestling and not just do things because it's the way it's been done. Why do you have to do things the way it's been done? I have ideas for my match. I don't want to do certain things I did for years just because why not see if you can do it without? Let's change some things. Let's change the universe, right? I think now is the time. It's a very, very important night on Saturday. 
and a very, very important time for the business, knowing that we do exist. All Elite Wrestling is real. We are not going anywhere. We have the television now. We have the roster. We have the, 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 the financial support. You know, and it seems like we got a lot of fans too. Just how many? We're going to find out. I don't expect every show to sell out in four minutes, but I expect there to be a lot of ticket sales and a lot of buzz and a lot of people watching. And this weekend, whether you watch it on, on, on the, the Bleacher Report streaming service through, through, through Warner or whether you're watching a normal uh, pay-per-view on Fight TV or whether you're watching it on ITV or whether you're watching it, whatever way you're watching it. Maybe you're in the arena watching the MGM Grand. I think you're going to see a show this weekend that you haven't seen in a long time. Hunger. Desire. The stakes are high. There's a lot for people to sink their teeth into as a performer and as a fan. I know for me, this is the most important night of my career. After almost 30 years headlining WrestleManias, headlining Tokyo Domes, I've done all those things, but they're always with a company that wasn't mine. I worked for the company. I loved the company. Now this company is mine. We are planting the seeds and watching it grow. It's like Game of Thrones. This is now the dragon's egg. And we're going to cultivate it. And we're going to sit on that and protect that dragon's egg. And when the dragon is born, it's still very, very small and weak. But when that dragon grows, are you kidding me? You saw what happened a couple weeks ago in Game of Thrones when Drogon burnt down the city. Let's burn down some fucking cities, guys. We'll see you this Saturday. Double or nothing. Alpha Omega 2. Kenny Omega, let me say this. It's been driving me crazy for the last year and a half that I lost to you at the Tokyo Dome. Omega, one. Jericho, zero. I've never had a zero in my life. I've never been a zero at anything. I've never had any zeros other than the ones on my check ever. When it comes to my record against you, it's a zero. It's a goose egg. It's zilch. It's nada. It's bupkis. I don't like it. It's kept me awake at night. It's one of the reasons why I signed with AEW and I was counting down the days hoping that you wouldn't be stupid enough to go anywhere else. Thankfully, you signed. Thankfully, you came to AEW. And you're not a stupid man. As a matter of fact, you're one of the best performers in the world. You might even be the best wrestler in the world, but I'm the greatest of all time, Kenny Omega. And this Saturday, at Double or Nothing, MGM Garden Arena, sold out, sold out 12,000 tickets in four minutes because of me. Don't forget, after I beat you, I demand that you thank me for making you legit. And I expect every fan in attendance to thank me as well. So yeah, Double or Nothing is going to be great, but we can also call it the Chris Jericho Appreciation Weekend. Sounds good, doesn't it? I'll see you guys all on Saturday for one of the greatest pro wrestling shows of my lifetime or any other. MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. You can stream it on the BR Live app or through traditional television pay-per-view like Fight TV. Uh, it's going to be great. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming for me too because Las Vegas, I'll be back in Las Vegas in September with Fozzie because we'll be heading west uh, as we put together an entire tour around our opening slot for Iron Maiden at the Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles on September 14th. But we'll be on the road starting September 5th in Denver, Marquee Theater, September 6th, Colorado Springs at the Sunshine Theater, September 7th, Grand Junction at the Mesa Theater. Uh, we got Salt Lake City, Crystal Bay, Nevada, San Francisco, Sacramento, Las Vegas, San Diego, Tempe, Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, El Paso, Texas at Speaking Rock. We love it there. Uh, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Atlanta, Georgia at the Masquerade. We're going out with Jared James Nichols. He's amazing. Sons of Texas joining us on a few shows. Come check us out, fozzyrock.com. You can buy tickets to the greatest meet and greet, uh, VIP meet and greet you're going to have. Uh, we do a set just for you. Take pictures, meet you, greet you, everything in between. Come hang with Fozzie before the show, FozzieRock.com. And once again, thank you to everybody in Greensville, Greensboro, uh, Camden, New Jersey, and uh, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Had a great bunch of shows this week, MMRBQ, uh, and of course, Lunatic Luau, Cones Denim, and The Firmament. Thank you so much for being there, and thank you so much for rocking with us. Uh, you can continue to rock with us on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Razor at Sea Part 2 as we set sail January 20th in 2020. We're doing three shows on that ship as well, including the big sail away set. Ric Flair is going to be there. Let's wish him the best uh, of recovery. Uh, I know he's uh, in the hospital right now, so hopefully he's feeling better soon. Woo! See you soon, champ. 
course, the NWO Wolf Pack, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and, uh, uh, and uh, Sean Waltman will be there. Jake the Snake Roberts, Booker T, Queen Charmel, MVP, Brad Williams is the host, Vicky Guerrero, Shaw Guerrero, the Vaudettes, Jack Slade, uh, he's the ice man, <laughs> ice mascot, whatever the hell we're calling him, uh, Red Cup Jeff, Ted Irvin, Eric Bischoff, Conrad Thompson, I mentioned Fozzie will be playing, Farewell to Fear, Rubik's Cube, the great 80s cover band, one of my favorites, Killer Queen, the greatest female queen cover band, Dave Spivak Project, Jared James Nichols, Dark Sky Choir, Kickaxe. One of my favorite bands when I was growing up. We're going to be there. AEW is going to be there. We're going to start announcing some of the uh, superstars from AEW. Most of them that I've mentioned uh, earlier today on this podcast will be there. You know who you are. Uh, DDP is going to be there. Beyond the Darkness hosting more creepy paranormal events. Book now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We've only got about 150 cabins left for 85% sold, and that ain't no bum steer. That is the truth. So book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We'll see you there. We'll see you on Friday. Dave Meltzer returns to talk about Owen Hart, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, one of my inspirations to get into the business. It's been 20 years since Owen passed away. Really hard to believe, but uh, Dave is going to join me to talk and remember and celebrate Owen Hart and his career, talking all things about one of the greatest performers of all time and one of my biggest inspirations, like I said. Until then, we'll see you guys on Friday. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big, yeah, boy! And don't forget, Double or Nothing, a.k.a. Chris Jericho Appreciation Weekend, this Saturday, May 25th. We will see you there.